Welcome to Presence Church Sermon of the Week. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit PresenceOC.org. Son, it is... Hello? Oh, man. God's doing great stuff. They're getting uh, our, uh, our pulpit. I'd like to say our pulpit was used by Amy Smith McPherson. Um, this was used by somebody else. Uh, <laughs> it's anointed now. All right. Um, <laughs> if you wait, if you wait for, uh, for all the right situations to happen, for you to move in God, you're going to wait a long time, I feel like. So might as well just uh, bring your own anointing with you. Um, <laughs> All right. Hey, welcome, you guys. Um, man, let's just get, get my Bible ready. I'm gonna, if you, if you have a Bible, turn to chapter John 6. We're gonna keep going through that. Welcome. Man, we just, we do church. We just, we do church. Um, who here is that? Who is new? I'm always excited to see if there I mean, new faces. Steve, and I love that you're here. Come on. Amen. Love you guys. Welcome. Welcome. Um, by the way, I'm excited uh, to a little mini announcement here. We, we, we've been thinking about it for a while. We decided to launch into it. We, have, uh, we started our own Facebook group page. So we have our Presence OC page. You can find us. Uh, in fact, check in on Facebook if you want. Your friends see that and they say, oh, you went to that church? I've heard about it. Or uh, I, pr- I promise you that's how it happens. It's, it's funny. I keep hearing testimonies, people finding us through Instagram. So uh, check in on our, our social media page. But we also just started a Facebook group page, which means that you can actually post on it. Um, we had our first successful event that happened without any planning on my part. Hallelujah. Um, somebody said, hey, let's go watch this movie. Um, and a bunch of people went, and it was awesome. So um, it's a great way for you to feel connected. If you're like, how do I get connected? How do I meet people? Join our Facebook group page. Ask, it's called Presence Connect. Um, uh, that's what it's for. I'm excited because uh, it's a time for you guys to share testimonies. I'm going to share a couple from the wall today um, that I really loved. Um, to me, that's just how you build community. You just start interacting. And sometimes this is a scary place to interact. Um, but uh, it doesn't have to be, so. Um, cool, welcome everybody. I just, can I say, I, I get so excited when Sunday's here. How many of you guys had a really good Thanksgiving? Yeah, come on. Really, really fun time. Uh, I'm gonna step a little bit out of this, that light because it's just blinding me. Maybe, can we turn the lights down just a little bit? I know it's probably for your benefit, but I'm dying here. Um, <laughs> We were up at our friends, our, our Jessica's aunt and uncle's house uh, up in Santa Barbara. They have a, a little hot tub they just finished building. And, and our, our daughter, uh, she's four rig, and she was diving in it with her goggles on. And she, and she comes up, and, and Jessica and, and our son August was there. He's two. And, uh, and she comes up with her goggles on and says, somebody pooped in the hot tub. <laughs> There's poop in the hot tub. <laughs> And, uh, and so then we all looked around, and sure enough, uh, August had pooped in the hot tub. <laughs> so everybody out. <laughs> That's better. I can see you guys. So anyway, so Jesus. You know what the you know the you know what you got to do if you if, if you have poop in a hot tub. You 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 get more annoying. You put more chlorine in it, and it kills it off. And uh, 
And uh, you, know, you know what happens when, there's a, when, when, when we make messes and, and, and we do stupid things? You just get more of God. You just, you just put, more, put more of God in your, in, on the plate, put more of him in the pool, put more of him in your heart. If you're wondering, did I just spiritualize that? Yes, I did. Um, it's because it's fun. <laughs> hey, you know, I felt God say this. I'm just going to declare it over our congregation. God is healing marriages. There are, there, there, God, is, God is, 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 is bringing reconciliation to marriages all over our community and all over Orange County. You know, if God can reconcile the whole world to himself, he can reconcile couples to each other. So I'm just going to release that and let God just do what he, do what he needs to do with that. Because he's doing it without my help anyway. So um, I just want if that's, if you, just, if, if you know people, whatever, I just encourage you just to declare that over marriages. I love it. Oh, thank you, Father, for the word. Um, I'm just going to pray. Papa, you're so good. You're so good, God. Whew. Thank you for today. Thank you for for a day that we get to come together and encourage each other to grow, to learn, to mature, to become more like Jesus. Yeah, just teach us who you are. Teach us what you're like. May we just leave so full and so ready to just take on every challenge and conquer the world over. Thank you, Father. Amen. Man, we've already seen so many miracles this morning. <laughs> it just makes me happy. Hey, we're going we're gonna to continue our message uh, going through John, the book of John. And really the heart of this I love is just finding out what God's like. Find out what Jesus is like. We're going to walk through, his, uh, through the, the path he's doing. We're going to read uh, John 6. We're going to start in verse 5. This is the story about um, Jesus has his disciples. They're traveling around. And they, uh, they just got to this, uh, this new area. In fact, it says that uh, a large, after, uh, after all this stuff had happened, this is, uh, what's right before that? We got the Jesus preaching, talking about John the Baptist and things like that. Then it says, Jesus went away, verse one, to the other side of the Sea of Galilee. A large crowd followed him. He was worth following, amen. That's important. Because they saw the signs which he was performing on those who were sick. Um, we just did that, didn't we? That's kind of fun. Then Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat down with his disciples. Now the Passover feast of the Jews was near, and therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing that a large crowd was coming to him, said to Philip, where are we to buy bread so that they may eat? This he was saying to test them, him, for he himself knew what he was intending to do. You know, it's interesting, so well, I'll, I'll keep reading, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to loop around. Uh, this, uh, uh, Philip, verse seven, Philip answered him, said 200 denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, for everyone to receive a little. And one of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, there's a lad here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but what are these for so many people? And Jesus said, have the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so that men sat down in numbers about 5,000. Jesus took the loaves and having given thanks, uh, having given thanks, uh, he distributed to those who were seated. Likewise, all of the fish, um, all, also of all of the fish as much as they wanted. Everybody say as much as they wanted. As 
much as they wanted. So good. When they were filled, <laughs> everybody say filled. Come on, that's, that's important. He said to the disciples, gather up the leftover fragments so that nothing will be lost. So they gathered the, the fragments from the five barley loaves which were left over by those who had eaten. Therefore, when the people saw the sign which he had performed, they said, truly, this, uh, this is truly the prophet who has come into the world. I love that story. I was actually thinking about not preaching about it a couple weeks ago, and then Nicole, who's not here, uh, she's one of our leaders, she says, no, you gotta preach on that. It's the best story in the Bible. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll look into that. So, so I, <laughs> you know, as I was reading this, I, I felt like, you know, kind of like hot tubs and poop. You can, you can kind of, you can get a lot out of every scripture. You can get a lot out of this. You can, honestly, this scripture, you could talk about um, the miraculous. You could talk about how Jesus does miracles. You could talk about how, how Jesus, uh, um, you know, had everybody sit down on the green grass and how in Psalms it actually talks that it says that he leads us, right? He, he, he leads us by still waters. In the presence of our enemies, he, he makes, a, uh, he causes us to, to sit down. Um, he sets a table in the midst of our, of our enemies, and you can talk about different things. And, but one thing that I was grabbing from this is this, this heart that I was feeling of generosity. And so I want to kind of talk about generosity this morning. Turn it towards my mouth. Is that better? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Keep doing it. The wife is right. Is that better? Is that better? <laughs> I'm going to have fun regardless. So, um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, I thought it'd be fun to, to read you my, my top five things people never say when it comes to giving. You ready? All right. You guys ever remember like the David Letterman show? He did like the top five or the top 10. Here's my top five. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read those later. I like that. Okay, I'll read them now. <laughs> so much peer pressure up here. Like, I've got to please all you people. Let's just laugh at that. All right, so um, number five, I wish I had given less in my lifetime. Wow. And you can laugh and chuck a little bit because they're, they're hilarious. Because we don't actually say this stuff. But it feels kind of real when you think about it. All right, all right, you guys ready? All right, so I, I, I wish I had given less in my lifetime. All right, wish I hadn't uh, been so generous. All right, number, number four. Dang it, I've helped too many people in my life. I should have stopped when I was their head, you know? <laughs> all right, no, I don't, I don't, people don't say that, do they? Uh, number three, I miss and often think about that $20 that I used to buy that person's groceries. <laughs> use that $20 right now. All right, number, number two, I'm glad my kids never saw me be generous. They just wouldn't understand. Uh, number one, God gave me this money to enjoy, not to spend on those in need. Anyway, I, so I just thought that was fun. You know, I, I, I like to, to declare lies out sometimes because they sound silly when I say them. 
kind of like, uh, you know, God can't move in a nightclub, right? It's impossible for people to get saved in a nightclub. Let's just laugh at that. So, uh, <laughs> so we're going to get into some of the scripture here. Um, you know, there's, I'm just going to pick about three points uh, that, I, that I just, I wanted to just kind of talk about and go through and yeah, and at the end, I'm going to challenge us with something in, in the heart of generosity. Because, man, if I want to go to a church, I want to go to a church that exudes generosity. Because I felt like that's what Jesus was. He was generous in so many ways. So I'm going to just look at this. In verse 5, it says, Therefore Jesus, lifting up his eyes and seeing the large crowd was coming to him, he said to Philip, What are we to buy bread? Or where are we to buy bread so that they may eat? You know, it's interesting that Jesus and his friends were essentially a bunch of poor missionaries walking around the countryside preaching the gospel, right? I think you can't, I mean, the reality is a bunch of people that left everything to go tell people about, about, about the kingdom. And you got to imagine that if I saw this group of, 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 if I saw Jesus and a group of people that had given their lives to the gospel, I'd want to buy them a meal, right? I'd, I'd want to take them out for coffee. I'd want to, I'd want to buy them dinner. But it's interesting, Jesus didn't say, hey, let's see if they'll buy us dinner. Jesus literally had this feeling about him that this this group of, I think it was 12 at this point maybe, but they're just hanging out and they're they're, they're obviously not much in their their pockets. And they said, I wonder what we have to give this 5,000 plus people. Isn't that interesting? You can actually go through life thinking I've got nothing to give. You can go through life thinking, well, I'm just a student. Uh, I, you know, I'm just a uh, blue-collar worker. I just make minimum wage or whatever. Or I just bought a new car, so I don't have much left. Jesus walks on the scene and says, hey, guys, where are we going to feed them? We're abundant. So we, the first thing I just want to throw out there is that you get to be as abundant as you want. You know, there was one person in this crowd one person in this crowd that had this, didn't he? This little boy, right? There's 5,000 plus people because I guess they don't count the women and children. But this one little boy walks up and says, I'm abundant, right? He didn't have much. And I think honestly, his, his brothers, I'm reminded of like David that walked out to the, the battle lines to feed, the, feed his brothers in, in the heart of battle and they all made fun of him. And you wonder who made fun of this little boy. Who made for who? The audacity of this little boy in the midst of 5,000 people. Think about that. And he walks up to these wise people, right? That everybody's following, traveling, like following. This is, this is like, you know, put them on a pedestal. And this little boy is, is emboldened with this, with this small little bit of bread and fish and says, I've got this. Do you want it? The only one of the 5,000 that wanted to buy him a meal. I love it. And, and, and so I think about this and I thought, you know, how long are we going to wait to believe that we're abundant? How long are, is it going to take us for us to see what we have is enough, right? How many of you guys, just raise your hand. Do you think you have at least five loaves and a couple of fish? Raise your hand. Just, do you think you might have that? Yeah. Come on, that's just, it's kind of convicting, but I feel like it's really good news because it's so easy. It's so easy. I've got, I've got a little bit and I love it. So, so verse nine, here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. How far will they go among so many? They're actually questioning the boy. I'm sure it's like as everybody else in the crowd was. And I just, I just love that boldness. 
See, we're not called to give from what we don't have. God doesn't say, go give what you don't have. God actually says, just give what you have. Dig deep in your pocket, you got a quarter. My, my daughter's Reagan, she, she had a, a dollar in change that she had saved up and she wanted us to go to Michael's. And so we walked into Michael's. This is so good, actually, I just got this. So we walked into Michael's, we took her to the spot, the only spot in Michael's that you can buy something for a dollar. And, and, and I, I set my timer, because we're not gonna be there for 30 minutes trying to help her decide what to buy for a buck. And, and so she ends up landing on this little toy and we, we take her to the front and she, she gives it to him and this woman rings it up and it's actually $4. <laughs> I felt horrible. I was like, how do I tell Reagan she can't have it because she doesn't have enough? And, 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 and what does this woman do? She actually starts typing all over it because we said, oh, I'm sorry, hon, it's $4. We made a mistake. We don't have enough. And this woman starts typing on her little keypad. And I can see the gears turning, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, no, don't do this. This is, this is a great opportunity for us to teach our daughter. No, no. <laughs> she literally says, okay, that'll be a dollar. <laughs> and I just thought, wasn't this awesome that our daughter got to understand what it means to be abundant? She got to partake of, of this very thing, this very thing that Jesus multiplied her money Four times over, some, you know, you can look at it any way you want. I'm looking at it this way because I get to choose. And, and I saw the favor that was on this little girl that just believed her dollar was enough for a $4 Paw Patrol. <laughs> see, if, see, if us being a good dad, us being good parents would give our sons and daughters these little gifts, how much more would God be generous and give us more? See, it's the heart behind this. You'll never be generous. You will never be generous when you feel generous, when you have enough. You'll just, you'll just consume more. You'll just worry about one other thing. But you know when you're gonna start being generous is when you believe that the generous God is in you. Our words are powerful. We can declare I'm the, I'm the most generous person in the world, but... And I'm declaring it over my life. But until you believe that God is generous, until you know what he's like, and you start manifesting this in you, start feeling this generosity just well up in you. Like, I've got enough. I've got enough for 5,000 people maybe. That's when you start becoming actually generous. That's when it starts happening more frequently. Verse 12, when they, had, when they all had enough to eat, he says to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over. Let nothing be wasted. Everybody say this. Say, God is more than enough. Say, God is excessive. Say, he's excessive in my life. Listen, how much blue sky do we really need? I mean, really. Do you think he made too much blue sky for us? Listen, God is not concerned about fulfilling every need. He's actually concerned about proving himself generous. He's actually, he's more concerned about proving his goodness and his kindness to you, which is why he went above and beyond this. He actually waited for everybody to be full, and then he said, I'll make a little extra because we need some leftovers. And I think, it's funny, I think, I think God is also, a, I don't know how this works in the message, but I thought like, you know, God's kind of a conservationist, isn't he? He's like, 
don't just waste this stuff. Gather it all together. And then, I don't know, maybe, maybe they took it to go. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I just thought that was interesting that, uh, that they gathered it together. They don't say what they did with it. Maybe they gave it, they gave it back to the boy and said, here's a return on your investment. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Come on. You know, and I, I, the last scripture I want to throw at us here is Proverbs eleven twenty four. So if you want to go, I'm just going to read the first couple verses there. Eleven twenty four, I think 25 too. It says, there's one who scatters and yet increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is justly due and yet it results only in want. The generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. This is Solomon in, in Proverbs, the, the wisest man, the richest man the world ever knew. He would, so I loved, I loved the, the, the value of the Proverbs is that this is a guy that's been around the world. He's seen everything. He's got the Queen of Sheba coming to him, asking, please teach us your ways. And he, and he writes this, there is one who scatters and yet, and yet increases all the more. And there's one who withholds what is justly due and it results only in want. And then it says, the generous man will be prosperous and he, and he who waters will himself be watered. You know, it, it doesn't say who, who, he who withholds will have more. But that's what our bank accounts seem to think, right? If you stop spending and giving, you're gonna build your bank account. Now that's the way the world looks at, looks at finances, right? It, it, and, and, and forgive me, this isn't about money. But the reality is this is where it hurts us most, right? This is our biggest trigger sometimes, walking by someone that needs, hearing a need, hearing a want, hearing a, a desire, and our first thought usually is money. So you can, if you really want, you can put time in there if that's an area that you're just not very generous. But, you know, one thing God showed me a picture of this, that he doesn't want us to be, is that better? Did I mess that up? He doesn't want us to be a bucket that he can put resources in. He wants us to be a tube or a pipe. See, a bucket, you just fill it up. It just keeps filling up, right? But a pipe, it just goes right through it. And here's what I believe. I really believe this, that God is waiting for his people to be more like pipes and less like buckets, because if we had our choice, we'd be, we'd be the, uh, like a five-gallon bucket. We're like, just put more in us, God, right? Provision and abundance, give me more. Right? I'm, I'm guilty of this sometimes. God, if I just had more, I could do more. <laughs> Let's laugh at that. But I think God actually calls us to be a pipe. And, and you know what? I think the, 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 the bigger the pipe, the better, right? I, in fact, I started praying this. God, I don't want to just be a small pipe. I want to be a massive pipe that you can fit lots of resources in. And I want you to trust me, Father, that I'm gonna let it flow right through me. That I'm, I, want you to, I, want, I want you to trust me with your finances so that it can literally just flood out into the city everywhere I go. I want you to trust God that I'm not gonna be a bucket that, you, that when you pour stuff into me, God, it just gets trapped. And I use it for my own amount. No, it says... It says that the generous man will be prosperous and he who waters will himself be watered. Come on, can we be, can we be pipes this, this year, this season? I really felt like this Thanksgiving season going into, the, into, into Christmas, 
What a really cool spot to kind of get challenged, to get our heart stirred up. Jessica, my wife, Jessica, she's always just like, you're so intense. You're like all or nothing. You're always into these challenges, and, and I am. I just, I love to challenge myself, and I'm gonna challenge you guys. I want us to be the most generous we've ever been in our lives. I want us to look more like Jesus this year than we've ever looked like Jesus. I want us to, I want us to, to, to for this next, we have a little, over about, a little over a month until Christmas. And what if, what if there was a part of us that got just, that came alive at the idea of giving, of being generous? What if we, what if we actually decided that we weren't gonna miss that $20? That we, that we, that we weren't gonna miss that $100, that $1,000. What if we decided we weren't gonna miss it this year? We were just gonna go for it and just imagine five years from now, I'm not gonna wish I hadn't done that. Sometimes when I think about giving big or something, I ask, I ask myself, am I gonna miss that $100 a year from now? Am I really gonna miss it? Because what I'm gonna remember is the heart, is the, is, the, is the life that I just created. It was the abundance that I was created through a situation of giving and being generous. I'm, I'm not gonna think about, gosh, man, I, I missed that $100. I'm just being practical here. Um, oh no, wait, I, I got a quick testimony I wanted to share. Just take a second. I want us to, I just want to, some really cool testimony that I, a couple people in our congregation, they're actually here today, and, and uh, I don't think I'll share their names because I think it's kind of fun to be anonymous. So I had a, a really neat girl, young woman, uh, she said this. Uh, she says, my friend started a love bomb challenge. I don't know what that is, but it sounds fun to me. Um, so I bought a person's groceries behind me at Sprouts. It, it was really fun, and she was so shocked. It was, it was really fun. Luckily, it wasn't too much, but I, was thinking, um, but I was thinking when I was in the line, you don't have to be rich to be generous. Wow. So good. Then I prayed God would send the right person. Really fun. Thought I'd share since I was inspired by somebody else sharing it. So then somebody else, somebody else shared this, which I thought was... <laughs> I just love, this is awesome. It says, my wife and I have done, in response to that, we've done this a few times as well, and it just really blesses others so much. I recall this elder couple that were so nervous looking at the register numbers, then at each other, and then I didn't understand, and I didn't understand the conversation, it's in Spanish, but it was obvious, the worry, as they started to push some of the groceries back to bring the total down. I whispered to the cashier, go ahead and ring it up and bag it and I'll take care of it all. When done, she told them to keep their money <laughs> and their eyes instantly watered up and many thank yous came from them. Then, in addition, what was cool is the cashier, while ringing up my, my stuff, got all teared up and said she had never saw that happen before. And it opened up a brief witnessing door to her heart. And, this, and here it is. I never missed the money spent on any times as I stepped out on this. And then he thanked the, the young woman who, who, who shared the original testimony. Come on. Doesn't that just kind of get you a little excited? Doesn't that inspire a little bit? Can't you just, can't you just feel the anticipation? Like, when am I going to go to the grocery store next? Let's go right now. <laughs> I, was in, I was up in Reading one time, and, 
And, uh, and, and I heard a story, uh, and I actually seen it happen, maybe not this extreme, but there was a, uh, have you ever seen this happen, that someone would pay for someone's coffee at the, at the drive-thru, and then they, so they say, hey, I'll, I'll get the people behind me too, what's theirs? And they pay for it, and the person drives up, and they're like, oh, here, here, your coffee's been bought and paid for already by the person in front of you, who's now gone? And, and then and what happened was, I, the story I heard was that it actually kept going for two to three hours. Two to three hours. Hours. Come on. How many people do you think were impacted by this one person? This one little lad who had the audacity to think that he could start a movement, that he could, he could literally feed 5,000 people. This one person that paid for this person's groceries. Come on, guys. Listen, this is what love does. This is the heart of love. Love doesn't just read its word and go, that was really good. Love doesn't just go to church, doesn't just worship. Love actually has action behind it. And the challenge I want to give to us is can we be the most generous people we've ever been this season? I'm taking that challenge. <laughs> I heard a scream. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I think it was an amen. Um, <laughs> I want to challenge us. And, and one thing I thought as I kind of close here, I actually, you don't have to do this, but I want to encourage you. I want you to think of a dollar number in your head. I know, it just got real. I want you to have a dollar in mind. In fact, just ask the Father, just like uh, our friend did. She asked God to bring somebody. I want you to ask God give you a, give, get, to give you a dollar amount. And maybe it's a dollar amount that you're going to give one person Maybe it's, a, maybe it's a, a bigger dollar amount that you're gonna try and hit for the whole season. I hope this feels, this is, if anything's spiritual, everything's spiritual. Just ask God, close your eyes, whatever you need to do. Maybe it just popped into your head right there and maybe you're like, come on, God, we can do better than that. Just have a dollar. If it's $10, awesome. If it's 1,000, if it's 10,000, come on. Come on, okay. So here's my challenge to you guys. Just, just listen to him. Just follow him. This holiday season, see what happens when you become more generous. I literally can, I promise you, I guarantee you. In fact, I challenge you to come find me and tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> just come tell me, yes, you are wrong. I, if, if you don't feel that God has blessed you far more abundantly than the amount of money you might have given, than the level of generosity you moved in. If you don't feel that happened, please come find me. And I will, I'll just give you the money back. Because <laughs> I'm going to be the most, I'll, I'll be the most generous man I know. I will literally give you the money back because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to outdo you. Listen, guys, like, I think what Chris said, he started our start of morning with a story about a guy that basically said, God, show me one person that lives this life of Christianity um, well. And God told him, says, says, I'll make you that person. And he got on his hands and knees and literally gave, him life, gave, his, gave his life to Jesus. Listen, can we just be that person? Can we be that person that lives it that causes the cashier to just, who are you? Who are you? Who, I just, somebody, just, somebody just saw, who are you guys?
Come on, love, this is what love looks like. All right, Kate, let's just stand up right now. Just stand, we're gonna close with this. I'm gonna pray for us and I'm gonna, I'm just gonna let's just, I want you to commission your own self right now. I'm gonna pray for us. Hey, can we have the, 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 the prayer team just kind of make your way up as I'm praying? Come on up if you're on the prayer team. Yeah. So put your hand on your heart right now. <laughs> Father, I just, I ask anything that's been going on right now in our hearts and in our lives that's been stealing our generosity, God, I just, Father, I ask you to just remove it right now in Jesus' name. Anything, any, any thoughts right now that are, that are coming against your, your, your presence, your spirit of generosity, God, I just, we just speak, just be quiet right now in Jesus' name. Be gone, be cast out. And Father, would you fill us with renewed generosity, with abundance, God. I want you to just picture that little boy. <laughs> that just had a little bit in his hands and he thought it was enough. And I want you to picture you in that amount that God gave you. I don't want you to say it's enough. <laughs> it's enough, it's enough. It's enough to change everything for somebody. Yeah. So just, just repeat after me. We're just gonna declare this over our hearts. God, do this great work in me. You've made me abundant because you're abundant. Lead me into this place of abundance, of generosity. Thank you, Father. Yeah. God, I thank you that, you that you are who you say you are and we are who you say we are. May we go forward. May we, may, may we, may we literally launch into new places in our hearts. May we, May, may, may more joy be unlocked. May depression go as we just move into who we really are this season. And may it be absolutely contagious to everybody around us. Yeah, and all God's people said, amen. Come on. Thanks for listening to the Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit our website at presenceoc.org to find out more about Presence Church.